Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. So this is where you can grab some index cards, post-it notes, or a notebook, or however you like to plan an outline, because I'm going to show you how to break your story down using math. And if you're going to use index cards or post-it notes, then each index card or post-it note will represent one scene. So the cool thing about NaNoWriMo is we know that the goal of NaNoWriMo is to write 50,000 words in 30 days. So that means that you can start to break your story down like this. Act one of a story generally represents 25% of the total. So that means act one of your story will be around 12,500 words or about 10 scenes. Act two generally represents 50% of your story, which means that act two will be around 25,000 words and 20 scenes. Act three represents another 25% of your story, which means that act three will be around 12,500 words or about 10 scenes. So all of that adds up to 50,000 words and about 40 scenes. And breaking your story down into these three smaller parts is going to make planning and outlining much easier. For some people, breaking it down into these three parts is going to be enough, but you can actually break it down even further using kind of these key story moments that are going to occur within each section. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get ready for NaNoWriMo or National Novel Writing Month. If you've never heard of NaNoWriMo before, it's basically a worldwide write-a-thon that occurs every year during the month of November. So every year on November 1st, writers all over the world start working toward the goal of writing 50,000 words in 30 days. And that might sound crazy to you, but it's a pretty popular event in the writing community. So if you've never heard of it, at least go check it out and see what it's all about. So as I mentioned earlier, this episode is all about planning for NaNoWriMo's success. And the main reason this is important to me is because if you're going to participate in NaNoWriMo, I don't want you to have the same experience I did. The first few times I tried to write a novel during NaNoWriMo, I crashed and burned miserably. I did a lot of things wrong, but the main one was not planning and outlining my story before NaNoWriMo started. So I thought that having a good imagination and some ideas for a story meant that I could show up on day one and successfully write a 50,000 word draft in 30 days. Long story short, I failed NaNoWriMo and it did not feel good. So to set you up for success, I'm going to walk you through the first 10 steps to take before embarking on your month-long NaNoWriMo adventure. My hope is that you'll not only win NaNoWriMo, but you'll also walk away with a finished first draft of your story. 
And the best part of today's episode is that you can use everything you learn to plan and outline any book you write, whether it's during NaNoWriMo or not. As a freebie for today's episode, I created a 10-step NaNoWriMo planning checklist that you can download at savannagilbo.com forward slash NaNoWriMo. So that's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O. And I'll link to that in the show notes for you, so don't forget to grab a copy. Without further ado, let's get into the 10 steps. Step one is to choose one story idea to work on during NaNoWriMo. So the first thing you need to do to get ready for NaNoWriMo is to pick one story idea to work with. Maybe you already have an idea that's been floating around in your head, or maybe you don't. But the goal is to choose one idea and commit to working with that idea for the whole length of NaNoWriMo. If you need help coming up with an idea, I have a few suggestions for you in the blog post that goes along with today's episode. But for a few quick examples, you could do things like search for writing prompts online. So you could go on Google or look on Pinterest for writing prompts and you'll find a ton of inspiration. And sometimes that's just what we need, right? We just need someone else to jumpstart our imagination so that we can hit the ground running. You can also look to places like your real life, your dreams, or your memories to see if something there sparks an idea. So that's step one. Choose one idea to work with during NaNoWriMo. Step number two is to test and flesh out your story idea. This is important because I think we can all agree that there's nothing worse than wasting time on an idea that's going nowhere. So once you've chosen an idea, it's time to test it out or flesh it out with two specific exercises. Exercise number one is to write a logline for your story. So a logline is a short summary that gives the gist of your book in one to two sentences. And in general, it includes who the main character is, what the conflict is, and what's at stake. So it's kind of like the who, where, what, and why of your story, but not the how. And if you need some inspiration or examples of how to do this, you can look up your favorite movies on imdb.com and check out the one to two sentence summaries they provide. The second exercise is to write an elevator pitch for your story. So an elevator pitch is a longer summary of your story, usually 250 words or less, that expands on your logline but doesn't really give away the ending of the story. So when writing your pitch, you'll want to answer these questions. Who is your protagonist and what do they want? Who is standing in your protagonist's way or what's the conflict? Where does the story take place? And then what happens if your protagonist fails to achieve their goal? So what's at stake or what do they stand to lose or gain? And if you need some inspiration or examples for this exercise, you can look up your favorite books on Amazon and check out the summary that describes what each book is about. So once you finish with these two exercises or writing your logline and writing your pitch, I want you to ask yourself if the story you've laid out sounds interesting or not. And if not, then try to rewrite your logline and your pitch a few times to really focus on the most interesting parts of your story. Or if it's just really not working out, that might be a sign that you need to pick a different idea to work with. And if you have a lot of ideas and you're kind of not sure which one you want to focus on for NaNoWriMo, there's an episode of this podcast that's all about choosing which story idea to write next. So that's episode number three, and I will link to that in the show notes for you guys too. So that's step number two, test out or flesh out your story idea by writing a logline and a synopsis. Step number three is to choose your story's main genre. And that's important because genre can provide us writers with a blueprint or a roadmap for crafting a story that works. 
So genre tells you, you know, what kind of characters you're going to need to have in your story, how the structure is going to be laid out, and what's at stake in your story or what your protagonist stands to lose or gain, and just so much more, right? So it's really like this great blueprint or roadmap that can help you outline or write something that's going to work and that will deliver on readers' expectations too. So there's a whole episode on how to choose the best genre for your story. That's episode number two of this podcast. So I'm not going to go into all the details here, but I will link to that in the show notes for you guys if you want to have a listen to episode number two. So step number three is to choose one main genre for your story. Step number four is to uncover your story's theme. So the theme of your story is the overall message you want readers to take away from your book. And this is actually really important to start thinking about before you start writing because it's going to affect things like your genre and your character's arc and just the things that you throw in your character's path to help them grow and change. So the main question you want to ask here to figure out your story's theme is to think about what you're trying to say with your story or what point you're trying to make. So what do you have to say about life or love or the world or human nature? Just what's the point of the story you're writing? And if you need some help figuring this out, there's a whole episode of this podcast dedicated to figuring out the theme of your story. So that's episode number five, and I will link to that in the show notes for you guys. So that's step number four, uncover your story's theme. Step number five is to get to know your protagonist. So stories are all about change, right? Or mainly how the external events of the story affect your protagonist in a way that he or she is going to need to change internally in order to achieve their story goal. So to start figuring out your character's arc or how they're going to change throughout the story, you can ask questions like, what does your character want? And then what kind of micro goals are going to help him or her get there? And then you want to also know why does your character want this? So what's motivating them? You also want to know what's going to happen if he or she doesn't achieve their goal. So what's at stake for them? Should they succeed or should they fail? You'll also want to consider what's standing in your character's way externally and internally. So externally, that's your antagonist. And internally, it's usually some false belief or outdated worldview that's just kind of preventing them from growing and changing into the person they need to be in order to be successful in the story. And I have a whole episode on the five questions you can ask yourself to help you craft your protagonist. It's episode number seven, and I will link to that in the show notes also. So step number five is to get to know your protagonist and figure out how he or she is going to change over the course of the story. Step number six is to pick your point of view and your tense. Point of view is the lens through which your story is told. And you're going to need to make a deliberate choice about point of view because each option can affect the reader in a different way. So the first thing you're going to want to think about here is who's narrating your story. So are you going to have one narrator or multiple narrators? And then once you've determined that, you'll need to think about how they're going to tell the story. So are you going to tell it through first person point of view or third person point of view? And then after that, you're going to need to choose the tense that your story will be told in. So will you write in the past tense or the present tense? And if you're not sure about the point of view choice or the tense choice for your story, look at other books in your genre for guidance and help. So maybe pick three to five books and see what point of view they use and then what tense they use and just go with the majority. And if you're really not sure what to do and this is kind of hanging you up, then I'm going to recommend going with the past tense because it's the most common tense in modern fiction. And I'm going to say go with limited third person. So that's step number six. Pick your point of view and choose the tense that you're going to write your story in. Step number seven is to develop your story's setting. 
So setting is not just where your story takes place, but it's also when. So first, you're going to need to determine when your story takes place. Is it taking place in the past, the present, or the future? And then you can drill down to where your story takes place. And to do this, you're going to want to think about what you already know about your characters and your story idea. So for example, if you know your protagonist works with horses, then one of your main settings might be a ranch or a farm. If you're writing a novel that takes place in an imaginary world, you're going to need to do some world building. And I have a list of world building questions in the article that goes along with this episode that will help you build the preliminary version of your story's world. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes for you guys if you need to do some world building. But regardless of whether your story takes place in a real or made up world, your setting's job is to provide context for the central story. So it's not something you should spend a ton of time on, especially up front but it's definitely something to consider during these early stages. So that's step number seven, develop your story's setting. Step number eight is to write a synopsis of your story. So now we're gonna expand on those short summaries that you created in step two and write a longer synopsis of your story. Here's a quick overview of how to write a synopsis. So first, you're gonna wanna tell the story of your main character. Generally speaking, you're gonna write the synopsis with your protagonist as the focus. So you're gonna wanna include what he or she wants, what's motivating them, and then what's at stake. Then you're gonna wanna explain the core conflict that your character is gonna face. So who or what is your protagonist up against? What's getting in their way? And then you're gonna wanna talk about how they go about dealing with this conflict and kind of whether or not they succeed in dealing with it. And this should really be the longest section of your synopsis because it reflects the middle of your story, which is generally the longest part of your story. And then after that, you're gonna wanna show how the central conflict is resolved. So how has your protagonist changed internally since the beginning of the story? And then how has that change helped them to solve that external plot problem? And for this synopsis, you're going to want to aim for one to three pages, you know, no more than a thousand words, double spaced. If you go much longer than a thousand words or three pages, then it's likely that you're getting stuck in the weeds. So the goal here is to remain pretty high level so that you can see kind of the big picture of your story. You want to capture the beginning, middle and end focusing on the primary plot thread. So that means you're not going to be able to mention every character or event, and you're definitely not going to be able to summarize every scene or chapter. And that's the point of this exercise, so don't worry about it if you realize you're leaving a few things out. That's okay. So that's step number eight, write a synopsis of your story. Step number nine is to create your big picture outline. So this is where you can grab some index cards, post-it notes, or a notebook, or however you like to plan an outline, because I'm going to show you how to break your story down using math. And if you're going to use index cards or post-it notes, then each index card or post-it note will represent one scene. So the cool thing about NaNoWriMo is we know that the goal of NaNoWriMo is to write 50,000 words in 30 days. So that means that you can start to break your story down like this. Act one of a story generally represents 25% of the total. So that means act one of your story will be around 12,500 words or about 10 scenes. Act two generally represents 50% of your story, which means that act two will be around 25,000 words and 20 scenes. Act three represents another 25% of your story, which means that act three will be around 12,500 words or about 10 scenes. So all of that adds up to 50,000 words and about 40 scenes. And breaking your story down into these three smaller parts is going to make planning and outlining much easier. 
For some people, breaking it down into these three parts is going to be enough, but you can actually break it down even further using kind of these key story moments that are going to occur within each section. So that was step number nine, create the big picture outline of your story by breaking it down into three parts. Step number 10 is to brainstorm your story's key moments. So within each act, there are key moments that can help you create and show change throughout your entire story. And not only that, but these key moments also help you to properly pace your story and to create a sense of narrative drive. So in this example, I'm going to assume you have 40 scenes. And if that's the case, you can then plan each scene to be around 1,250 words. And bear with me on this part because it's a little bit hard over audio, but if you look at the blog post that goes along with this episode, you'll see how it's broken down and it might make a little more sense. So, okay, let's look at act one where we know we're going to have about 10 scenes. So there's three key moments you're going to want to have here. Moment number one is the hook, and that will occur in scene one. So the hook is your first opportunity to grab your reader's attention and make them wonder what's going to happen next. And you definitely want to do this in scene one. The next key moment is the inciting incident, and that should take place in or around scene five. So the inciting incident is some kind of event that upsets the balance of your protagonist's world or their life and gives rise to their story goal. So it's kind of the first thing that comes in and creates a little bit of chaos, and it's the first thing that starts to drag your protagonist into the main conflict of the story. The third key moment in Act 1 is the first plot point, and that's going to happen in or around Scene 10. So this is where the events of the story take on some kind of personal meaning. So something or someone allows or forces your protagonist to commit wholeheartedly to the journey ahead. So in most cases, this is when they have their marching orders and they're ready to move into act two. So in act one, that's already three of your 10 scenes. And then you'll just need to figure out those seven other scenes that kind of connect the dots. In Act 2, we already established we have about 20 scenes. So the first key moment in Act 2 is going to be the first pinch point, and that's going to happen in or around scene number 15. This is a moment that pressure is applied to your protagonist, and there's some kind of reminder to them and to the reader of who the antagonist is and what's at stake. The next key moment is the midpoint, and that's going to happen in or around scene 20. So this is usually your protagonist's moment of truth. So somehow he or she finally realizes the true nature of the antagonist's actions or what the antagonist's intent is. It's also the moment where your protagonist shifts from a reactive mode to more of a proactive mode. The next key moment in Act 2 is the second pinch point, which usually happens in or around Scene 25. So this is another moment of applied pressure, and the goal is to remind your protagonist and the reader what they still have to conquer, overcome, or accomplish in order to achieve their story goal. The next key moment in Act 2 is the second plot point, which takes place in or around Scene number 30. So this is the final injection of new information into the story. And it's where the threat from the antagonist worsens, the stakes are raised again, and the danger for your protagonist gets even more real. So usually the stakes and your protagonist's emotions are at an all-time high. And this second plot point either leads to or includes an all-is-lost moment where everything just seems hopeless. So those are the four key moments in Act 2. That fills up about four of your 20 scenes, so now it's just about linking each of those key moments together. In Act 3, we know we're going to have about 10 scenes, and there are three key moments to plan for. So key moment number one is the global crisis for your character, and this usually happens in or around scene 35. 
So this is a decision that your protagonist needs to make between taking one action or another. It's a decision that's going to serve as a last-ditch effort to achieve their story goal. The next key moment is the climax, and this happens in or around or across scene 35 or 36. And this is going to show the outcome of the choice your character made during the crisis moment. So it's the moment where your protagonist finally faces the antagonist, or it's the moment where your story's meaning is bestowed upon the reader. It's just where everything comes to a head and we're going to learn, you know, whether the protagonist succeeds or not. The next key scene in Act 3 is the resolution. So this is usually the last scene or the last couple scenes. And here you're going to want to show what your character's life is like now that he or she has achieved their story goal or not. And those are the three key moments in Act 3, so that means you're going to have about seven left to figure out once you plan those key moments. And the goal here is to create some type of cause and effect trajectory from one scene to another. So in other words, every scene should be related to and have a direct impact on what happens next. And this is how you develop the kind of narrative drive that's going to make readers turn the page to find out what happens next. And if you want to learn more about Narrative Drive, you can check out episode number 12 and number 13 of this podcast that I will also link to in the show notes for you guys. So that's step number 10, brainstorm your story's key moments. And those are my 10 steps to get ready for NaNoWriMo's success. So let's quickly recap what each of those steps were. Step number one was to choose one idea to work with throughout NaNoWriMo. Step number two was to test your story idea or flesh out your story idea by writing a logline and an elevator pitch for your story. Step number three was to choose one main genre for your story that can act as a blueprint or a roadmap to help you craft a story that works. Step number four was to uncover your story's theme or the point of your story that you're trying to get across to readers. Step number five was to get to know your protagonist by answering five key questions. Step number six was to pick your point of view and tense. Step number seven was to develop your story's world. So remember, that's the where and the when. Step number eight was to write a synopsis of your story. Step number nine was to create a big picture outline. And finally, step number 10 was to brainstorm your story's key moments. And once you've done those 10 things, you should have a pretty good idea of what your story is about. And ideally, come November 1st, you'll be able to sit down and just crank out your 50,000 word draft. Now, another thing I want to quickly cover is you're going to need to plan for your NaNoWriMo success. So to write 50,000 words in a month means you're going to have to write an average of 1,667 words per day. So I really want you to take some time to figure out how you're going to get those words written. So block out some time in your calendar for when you're going to write each day. And if you're having trouble finding these blocks of time, try to look at what activities you can give up to make more time for your writing in November. I also want you to think about where you're going to go to write so that you won't be interrupted. So not all of us can write at home. And maybe for you, that looks like going to the library or a coffee shop or just wherever you know you can go so that you can write without constant interruptions. And if you already know that you're not going to be able to write every day in November, then take the time now to figure out how you're going to compensate for those days that you can't write and plan that into your calendar too. And if you feel like you need external support or accountability to achieve your NaNoWriMo goals, you can find an accountability partner in a friend or a family member or someone else who's participating in NaNoWriMo to help you stay on track with weekly accountability or even daily accountability if you need that. 
You can also enlist the help of a book coach who can give you all the support of an accountability partner while helping you craft a story from start to finish. My hope is that after going through these 10 steps, you're going to have a really strong foundation for your story and you're going to have the ability to start NaNoWriMo with confidence and make it all the way to the end. So for those of you getting ready for NaNoWriMo and those of you who are planning to participate in NaNoWriMo this year, good luck. And I hope that these 10 steps will help you achieve NaNoWriMo success. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.